This podcast is presented to you by Pastors Tom and Bonnie DeShal from Celebration Church in Harare, Zimbabwe. For more information, please visit celebrationmen.org. What a wonderful, wonderful conference this has been. You believe that? Touch your neighbor and say, Amen. Touch your neighbor and say, God is in the move. Touch your neighbor and say, if you missed it, it's recorded. You got no excuse to play it over a cup of coffee with somebody. And you got no excuse to extend a, an opportunity to interact what has been done at this Kingdom Prayer Conference. Amen. Hallelujah. I know we've got a bit of a packed program today, this morning, and I'm not going to keep you very long because we have a team that's coming after me, and we know that God is going to bless us. And I just want to encourage you this morning. I have an encouraging word. I think we've used the needle a lot over this conference, and I think we've um, used the scissors to sharpen and trim and cut a few things, and... um, But the Lord has shown me that if the needle has gone through you somewhere and has interwoven, I want you to know it was not just only a needle. You might have felt the prick, but you don't see the thread. God has interwined you and intertwined you into a basket. And if you wanted to get out because you're being pricked, you didn't realize now you are interwoven into God's big body of Christ and the army. Come on, somebody. You ain't going nowhere. Tell your, tell your neighbor, you ain't going nowhere. You ain't going nowhere. God has empowered you, and all the speakers that have spoken have now filled your basket with grace, have filled that basket with anointing, has filled that basket with mission, mandate, and purpose. All that gets you to a place called destination and your destiny. I want to encourage you this morning in the few minutes that I want to speak to you. Before I do that, I want to also echo the words of Pastor Tom, that as a visiting pastor who's been ministering for many years and also being traveling a lot, I want to celebrate all of you who contribute to this ministry. I spoke over the conference that not all of us can be positioned at the same place at the same time, but God has spoken into your heart. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than dwell in the tents of the wicked. Whether you are carrying those banners, whether you are opening the door, whether you are in the background in the hidden, I want you to know every part has been part of worship unto the Lord. There's a spirit of excellence in this church, and I can tell you right now, it is your excellence, not for pleasing of man, but to please Heavenly Father, that will bring forth the Shekinah glory in the days to come. I can tell you right now, before you leave this auditorium, if you believe that you are a changer of Zimbabwe, you can do it. If you believe you can change the system in the country, I want you to know you can do it. If you can change your community, I want you to know 
because you have enough resources that have been given to you to ignite your design, what God has placed in you. Now, many of us are discouraged. Many of us are discouraged because we realize that God has given certain people authority and God has given certain people things to do and somewhere along the line, discouragement has come through because of the city where you live in, the municipality where you live in, the country that you're in right now, or the town you come from. Some of you are discouraged, even in their homes. The husband is maybe not doing the things that he's supposed to do. Some of you are discouraged because the wife is not doing the things that he or she was supposed to do. Some of you are discouraged because the children have gone wayward. Some of you are discouraged because you're just in a place of right now in the valley. I want to say to you, God has placed something inside of you to activate, even though the responsibility might be on somebody else. God has given you the power to activate, even though the authority lies in somebody else's hand. Because there's no such thing as called that only the person in authority can provide for you the things that you need. Come on, somebody. I said over the conference, you can walk in your own peace. I said in the conference, you can walk in your own grace. It's the attitude that you have. It's your attitude that determines your altitude. Come on, somebody. It's your attitude that determines your altitude. It's not the amount of authority God gave you. Because they say, the more you use your authority, they say authority is like soap. Say soap. The more you use, the less you have. Authority is like soap. So you know in some of the cities, people have overused the authority they don't have anymore. And now you are there and you are, and I want to discourage you. See, God gave, God gave Moses an instruction. Authority. He said, Moses, I want you to administer the circumcision. All of you know that in Exodus chapter 4? And I'm not going to be able to read all my scriptures, so you're going to have a homework today. Okay? And if you don't know, ask one of the pastors to explain the stories because I have a few scriptures and I don't want to take up the time. I want to get to the message. And in Exodus chapter 4, God has given instructions to Moses. Verse 24 to 26. And Moses, in the midst of that scripture, you find there that at the lodging place on the way, the Lord met Moses and was about to kill him. Wow. God given Moses the authority. He gave him a mandate. Because he didn't act swiftly on what he's supposed to do, God got angered. Now, all of you know, theology students know, that the Bible doesn't really record what was the major issue, but through the, through the explorative teachings, you find that there was a possible conflict on the issue of circumcision with his wife because she found it to be very disgusting. So while she was trying to digest that, she didn't realize that God has given the husband the power to administer authority. But because he wasn't swift to action on it, God was on his way to kill Moses. But it was, the, it was the grace of the woman, Zipporah, that understood through revelation and wisdom 
what was supposed to be done. She didn't do a thesis. She didn't write an email. She didn't go to the pastors. She didn't run anywhere. She acted swiftly too. It was the spiritual reflex of a woman that stopped God in his tracks to kill a husband. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. It's the grace you have. You must not run to a corner to go and cry and make your story about you are depressed. Or I'm troubled about this country. I'm troubled about my husband. I'm troubled about my children. You, Zipporahs, the Zipporahs in the home, the Zipporahs in the home have the authority, have the power to move with spiritual reflex and stop God. The Bible says Zipporah took out a flint knife. The issue that was in conflict, she cut off the foreskin of a son and she used the dripping blood of the flesh to touch the feet of Moses. See, feet talks about ministry. It is blessed are the feet that carry good news. If the feet is in you to mobilize you, to take you to a place of ministry, why are you worried about what's in your hand? Oh, somebody didn't hear that. Oh, God, give me. Bible says, blessed are the feet. She knew that the husband's feet was not swift. So she immediately didn't talk to God. She took out the flint knife, cut off the foreskin of the son, and put the dripping blood skin over the husband's feet. And that stopped God. See, you can do something in the spirit that can stop the anger of God to come down in this country. Oh, somebody is not listening right now. But what you'd rather do? You'd rather go to Pastor Taz's office called the Department of Complaints. You'd rather make an appointment to complain because you feel if you take the monkey off your shoulder and leave it on Pastor Taz's shoulder, you feel the answer is gone. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. That is the biggest problem we have nowadays. You feel coming to counseling. No, I want to encourage you. The Zipporahs. The meaning of Zipporah in the Hebrew means bird. It means bird. And in the Greek, it means beauty. In the Greek, the trumpet. Let me encourage you, Zimbabwe. Let the beauty within you shine. Let the trumpet sound. Zipporahs in Harare. Zipporahs in Balaweo. Zipporahs in Mutare. Zipporahs in Kek. Come on, somebody. We need to act swiftly. We need to act swiftly. Because God wants you to... God knows you know. See, God didn't... He came to kill the man. God killed Moses? Yes. Don't you think that you're too anointed? You don't think that you're too anointed. You don't think that you're too singing well. You don't think that you're so blessed that nobody can come and take you out. Let me tell you, this heart beats only because of grace. And it is the biggest lie when you think tomorrow is guaranteed. Many of you know stories. You get a phone call in the morning. You just spoke to someone yesterday and tomorrow they're no longer. You know why? Because God can be on his way to take you out. But I want to say to you, Mama, Papa, become the Zipporah 
that is in fine tune of what the Lord is going to do. Because you can stop the anger of God coming to destroy your home. You can stop the anger of God coming to destroy your city. You can stop the anger of God coming to destroy your country. Don't tell me Zimbabwe is in an economic crisis because you need to listen to people. No, the people from within can stir up. Oh, come on somebody. You can stir up in your community. You can activate economy. You can activate the cloud to move. Because you don't want to move in your swiftness. you rather your husband die. That means you rather your anointing die. you rather your mission die. you rather your purpose die. you rather your calling die. Because you're too slow to move with your spiritual reflexes and to stop God. Let me tell you, you know what stops the heart of God. See, also Moses, he stopped God in his tracks when Aaron model church was being built. He, Moses knew what to do. He acted swiftly. He knew what to say to God. And let me tell you, many of you can stop God. Where? Many of you can stop God. Because if it happened in the Bible, it can happen to you. You see, there was another lady in the Bible. And I'm not trying to be gender sensitive today. All the ladies in the house... All the ladies in the house. I want to say to you ladies, y'all are the backbone. Women are the backbone. Men, I don't, I'm not trying to be gender sensitive. I'm telling you right now, women are the backbone. Early in the morning, it was a woman that went to see, serve Jesus at the church. It was early in the morning. It was Mary and Martha that served. It was women that know how to feed a family when the husband is not bringing any money home. Don't ask me how they do it. They know how to do it. Come on, woman. Be celebrated. But now listen to Abigail. Abigail in the Bible, her husband was a very, very wicked man. So don't tell me you know about wicked leaders and you stay quiet. No. You are equally wicked when you stay quiet. You are equally wicked because you don't want to move. You are guilty. If you keep telling your leadership is wicked and do nothing about it, then join them. Then join them. Because that's what God is saying. You are, you are absolutely become a pillar of salt. You have no taste. Show your watch is working. <laughs> You have no taste. You've become a monument. You've become a monument of your identity. Your identity is just a pillar of salt. I, I shared that in the conference. But Abigail heard that David's men were marching in 1 Samuel. In 1 Samuel chapter 25, 18, that's your homework. And chapter 32, sorry, verse 32 and 34, 1 Samuel. Abigail heard that king's Men were marching to come and take out a husband and to come and take out the household of Nabal. Nabal was a wicked man. But what did she do? She didn't run to complaints department. She didn't run for confession. She didn't wait for all night prayer meeting. See, all those things are excuses to hide and put band-aids on your calling. When you want to do something religious, 
go and go and do something religious and you think God is going to move, where is your spiritual reflex? Abigail, without her husband's permission, she packed the donkey with thousands of lo- uh, hundreds of loaves of bread and, and, and whatever cakes and, and meat and whatever she could put and she placed it on the donkey. See, donkey resembles servanthood. Some of you need to take out the donkey from the storage. Some of you have packed your heart of servanthood away and your ego came in and the house, your horse of pride is where you're galloping. You're galloping. I'm not preaching. I'm supposed to be encouraging. What happened to me? I finished the needle, Pastor Chaz. What is wrong with me? Let me encourage you. Abigail's in the house. She jumped onto the donkey with all the provision because she knew what the king needed. Many of you all know what the king needs, but you are very slow to do it. You are very slow to do it. You search in your wallet and you give the smallest note. But you want the big blessing. You want the big blessing, but you give the smallest seed. So when the small tree comes there, then you must also go down and pick the one bean up. The lady said, I have a little bit of flour and a little bit of oil. What you worried about, man? I'm going to eat and die. The, the king, the, the, man, the man said, go make me a bread. Can you imagine the last bit of the flour? God provided the table already in the house. She had to prepare. That's what the message was. The message was about preparing the table. That's what it was. The king wanted the bread because the power is in the bread, not in the seed. The power is what he provided on the cross. Anyway, that's a commercial. Coming back to the word. Coming back to the word. Let me tell you. Abigail packed the donkey. Let me tell you. Overload your heart of servanthood. Overload it. Overload it. Fill it. Overload, take whatever you need to do and load that donkey. And what the Bible says, she didn't wait for the king to come to warfare. She took the donkey quickly and she met the king far away. See, some of you need to take your sacrifice and walk towards your resurrection, your restoration, your revival, your renewal. Don't wait for it to come to you here in the church. Pack your heart of servanthood. Pack the donkey and go meet the king halfway. The Bible says as the king was coming for war to wipe out Nabal and his men, he saw this graciousness of this woman. And he looked at her and guess what? It was an offering. It was a heart reflected in her. He saw the overload of the donkey. See, some of you might be overloaded in ministry. But let me tell you, you're not serving a man. Your donkey is meeting the king. Your donkey is meeting the king halfway to Calvary. My wife was saying to me this morning, Dad, you're supposed to be winding down. Why are you winding up? I said, because way is up. You've got to move towards the direction where you're going. If you want to go to the grave and go to hell, then go down. Then park in your Instagram there. Park all day with your social media, like Pastor said, and sit in the lounge. Let other pastors do the work. That means you are going down. But if you want to meet the king there, go to the king with your sacrifice. Overload your media team, back office team, worship team, all the people that are serving here. Let your donkeys be overloaded and go halfway and meet the king. Because neighbors who are the most wicked of all 
the king is coming. And guess what? Abigail won the heart of the king. And the whole army turned back and the household was saved. Nabal's household was only saved because there were... Any Abigails in the house? Any Abigails in the house? You can save your wicked husband by loading your donkey and go meeting the king. You could save your wicked leadership by loading the donkey and going to meet the king. You can save your household of wicked children and load the donkey and go meet the king. Stop complaining. Stop crying. Stop coming for 24-hour confessions or whatever. You are not loading your donkey. The answer lies in your heart of serving. The answer doesn't lie in the heart of complaining. Now, this is the last bit. Last bit. And on the close. Another lady in the Bible. See, I told you I'm not gender sensitive. I love women. Come on, woman in the house. <laughs> Pastor Taz, I'm not, I'm not um, feeling bad to say this. The largest support in my church is all women. If I want to do something in my church, I call the woman. They get it done. The men will give me 20 excuses why they can't do it. But the woman, hey, my man, they can do it. They can work. Now, another woman in the Bible that turned the, the wickedness away from a household being saved was Rizpah. All of you all know the story of Rizpah? The Bible tells us in Rizpah, in fact, Abigail, I forgot to tell you, means father's joy. Come on, Hebrew. Let the father's joy, Abigail. Abigail means the father's joy. See, God has already placed his joy in you. Happiness can make you laugh for a small while, for a short while. But joy, joy, even if you don't have money, joy. See, lottery, winning the lottery is happiness. But knowing Jesus is joy. So, now you hear about Rizba. You all know the story in 2 Samuel chapter 21. I want to close with this as encouraging you. The name Rizba in the Hebrew means hot coals. Means hot stones. The Rizba means the Abigail is the father's joy. Zipporah is the beauty. The trumpet. And Rizba, hot coals, hot stones. The Bible says that the, because of the wickedness of her husband, two of her sons from the same husband and five of the other sons from the daughter of Michelle, you all know the story, the king had to send a message. And because, and you remember it was in the, it was in the office of first fruits. During first fruits, the king had to hang the whole seven of them and the two of them were Rizba's sons. And the Bible says they were, grabbed, they were taken all, they were arrested, brought before the whole nation, and their bodies had to be, they were hanged, and the whole seven bodies were hanging, and two of them were Rizbas. The Bible says that Rizba took a sackcloth, and you know what sackcloth means in the Bible. She took a sackcloth, put it over the rock, and she stayed, she, she stood vigil all day and night. All day and night, because she wanted, the, she didn't want the birds of the air, the crows and the vultures to come, and destroy the bodies because she wanted the bodies of her sons to be intact. Let me encourage you. See, that bodies hanging there means 
some of the dead people that we have in our community. Dead men walking. I'm not talking about physical dead. I'm talking about the spiritually dead. I'm talking about the morally dead. The socially dead. People that don't even move. And I want to encourage you. You don't have to now put up a whole army of people and start to now bring people down. Sometimes the person, there's children in your home that have gone wayward. The husband that is wicked. The community that's wicked, who is walking. You know what you need to do? You need to be the Rizbah and stay in prayer. Come on, somebody. You've got to stay in encouragement. You've got to stay in intercession. So you see, Zipporah acted absolutely with her spiritual reflexes and she stopped God by making, making sure that the feet of her husband was blessed with the blood of the Lamb. You see, Zipporah prophesied already. You know what she said was the most important thing? She said, you know what stopped the heart of God? I want you to catch this. You know what stopped the heart of God? She said to God, aren't you the bridegroom of blood for me? See, the power of the blood, when you use it at the right time and the right way, God knows you mean business. Your spirit, when the, when the devils are trying to attack you, aren't you the bridegroom of blood for me? See, that stopped God because she prophesied the coming of Jesus and the power of the circumcision and the power of the blood through the Son already through Moses. Come on, somebody. She was already talking to Jesus because of the triune God who was present with God. Jesus was already, aren't you the bridegroom of blood for me? See, that stopped the anger of God coming to kill Moses because a woman, the husband, the wife of the husband, knew the power of the blood. I want to say to you, he's coming for the bride. And the bride needs to know how to stay in proposal for that marriage. You think the bride is waiting for you to come home when he comes and you're going to give him a long booklet of all the complaints you've had? No. Aren't you the bridegroom of blood for me? Abigail meets the father's joy. God knows what he placed inside of you. Stop making the father's joy become the cry. Stop making the father's joy, Abigail, become the tears. All you need to know, move swiftly, load your donkey, overload your donkey, and go meet the king halfway. Stop him from coming to smash down your household. You can stop God by the grace of God, by the Abigails, by the Zipporahs, and the Rizpahs who will stay vigil for the dead man walking. Stay vigil for the dead man walking. Don't curse your leaders. Don't curse your community people. Don't curse your wayward husband. Don't wait to run to the divorce court. There are no Rizbas waiting vigil over a dead body. My mother and knees were black. Do you know why? She never came off the ground. She was a Rizba. She prayed for a Duncan husband. You know, she always I said, Ma, why don't you leave this man? Why, why are you in a why are you in a uh, in a in a in a such an abusive relationship with your husband? She said, The Bible says honor your father. The Bible didn't say honor a sober father. The Bible doesn't say honor a giving father. 
Some of you only love your husbands because of the wallets. If you don't give you, then you got, what they call them in our country, I don't even know, sugar daddies. One for the hair, one for the nails, one for the toes, one for this, one for that. Sugar daddies. I asked the young boys in my, in my community, Pastor, why are you all with such old women? They said, we got no more young girls. Because all the young girls are taken up by the sugar daddies. Because one for the weaves and one for this and one for the shoes. One, and then they even got one for the, for the dinners. And they got one for the overseas tribes. When they're traveling overseas, they know which one to call. We'll come with the Rolls Royce to pick them up. And they got Dubai checked out. They got uh, Netherlands checked out. They got the whole of Europe. See, yeah, God is calling for the Rizbas. Who will stay vigil? Praying for the dead man walking. That's your call. Pray for your husbands. And load your donkeys, Abigail. Zipporahs, walk in your spiritual reflex and stop. Aren't you the bridegroom of blood for me? Zimbabwe, we have the answer. Harare, we have the answer. Bulawayo, we have the answer. Borodil, we have the answer. But you don't want to activate your faith. You don't want to move in your spiritual reflex. You don't want to stop God's anger over your home. You don't want to become Abigail's, the father's joy. You want to be the husband's joy. But you don't want to be the above father. Because that's where you're going. That's where you're going. You are not going to be buried and living and going to eternity in the blessed, plushed home that you are building. You'd rather have a shack and go to heaven than having a mansion and going to hell. You'd rather drive in a border border, that's what they call them in Uganda. You'd rather ride a scooter but go to have the Father's joy and go to heaven. The problem with us today, we want the monkey to be left with somebody else. We don't want to breathe the Father's joy. We don't want to be the Zipporahs reflecting in their beauty. Let me tell you, your beauty is not who pays for it. Your beauty is changed from within. The beauty is how you speak. The beauty is how you are pausing. The beauty is how you pray. Let people know that you are the Rizba that will stay vigil for your leaders, for your wayward husbands, for your wayward children, for your wayward community leader. Let me tell you, there were three women. I can, do, I can go all night long. But closing to say, aren't you the bridegroom of blood for me? That stopped God's anger. That stopped a husband being killed. That stopped. Imagine the children of Israel would have not come out of it if it wasn't for a supporter. Because he would have been killed because he did not move swiftly with the administration of God's call. I close today by encouraging you, Zimbabwe. In this prayer conference, as I said to you, there may have been needles that went through you, but I want you to know, with that needle was a thread. God has interwoven you to strength. Even though you want to run away from this church and kingdom prayer conference, you realize now you are sown to somebody else. Now you've got to go back and realize you are now in the unity of God. And God can walk through you when we're in the unity of strength. I want to leave today thank you, Pastor Tom, Pastor Bonnie, your leadership, CMI, Celebration Center.
for your hospitality, for your wonderful welcome, for me to be allowed freedom over this pulpit and to encourage you, all of you, to tell you that you can be the Zipporahs, you can be the Abigails, and if you're not there and you have not conquered in the two, then remain the, the, the Rizbas. Stay vigil. You know what the Bible says? She never let go until the king saw her heart. She was such a devoted mother, she didn't even want to leave the dead bodies hanging. She wanted to make sure. See, yeah, you've got to make sure as you pray, God's in his grace can let your wicked husband come back home. Stay vigil praying for your leaders. Stay vigil praying for the wicked people. Stay vigil. Don't let go because be the Rizba who was the devoted mother. You be the devoted woman that God is about. God bless you. I'll catch you again. Hallelujah. Come and give God praise. Thanks for listening. For more teachings and videos, visit celebrationmen.org.